Hello and welcome to NSTA The Bus Stop. This is the official podcast of the National School Transportation Association. I'm Kurt Mackison, Executive Director, and pleased to welcome this week Robert Friedman. He's Managing Director of New Fuel Program over at Ingevity. Ingevity is a new NSTA vendor partner member. So, Robert, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having us. Really, really appreciate the uh, chance to uh, tell our story. So, Ingevity, you know, as I mentioned, is a newer NSTA vendor partner member. Why don't we start off, Robert, with having you tell us a little bit about the company? Sure, sure. Um, so, number one, I think most importantly is that we're not a startup. Um, we've been around for, we're actually a spin out of Mead West Baco um, in 2016. And uh, we've been around for about 40 years growing up within Mead West Baco. Uh, today, we're a uh, publicly traded $3 billion market value company. We have global operations. We have 1,800 employees. We have over 40 years in the of automotive experience. Uh, we're a tier one, tier two supplier to the auto industry and really every auto manufacturer um, in, in the world. And our proprietary technology is enabled by what's called activated carbon, which is high value added sort of charcoal. Um, uh, for which Ingevity is known as a world leader. And we're on almost every vehicle on the road in the U.S., and we save the planet about 3 billion gallons of gasoline per year. Um, on top of your fuel tank in your gasoline vehicle is our canister and any kind of um, uh, gasoline vapor that tries to escape from the fuel tank or the fuel system is captured by our um, activated carbon and then flushed back into the, um, into the uh, fuel system. Yeah, really interesting uh, stuff. And and I could mention that William Sapon was at our annual meeting and convention in Pittsburgh. Um, he participated in our infrastructure panel that we had with in relation to, um, um, y- you know, zero emission vehicles at the conference. And Ingevity was also a yellow bus sponsor of the event. Now, um, you know, kind of day to day, Robert, as managing director of the new fuel program, can you tell listeners about what you kind of do on a day-to-day basis? Oh yeah, sure. Um, you know, it really comes down to several different several different buckets. You know, really what we're charged with is the commercialization of a of a platform solution, a technology that's been that's been proven, and we're getting really great traction in the marketplace. We have two product lines. One is a gasoline pickup truck and uh, uh, van product line, light duty truck product line, and the other is, um, I think, an even more more um, uh, attractive product uh, from a value proposition perspective, which is the uh, which is our uh, school bus platform. And so the 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 strategic um, uh, relationship, the sales, the engineering, um, the supply chain elements to it, uh, it's all part of what we do day in and day out. And um, uh, what we really enjoy doing is. Um, uh, you know, selling and marketing something that we think has a real, not only a great value proposition, but a great environmental environmental proposition um, and makes tremendous sense and there's tremendous need for it. So um, we have a team of about, uh, I don't know, about a dozen, about a dozen of us uh, on the new fuel team on both engineering, technical, um, uh, um, uh, sort of supply chain and on the sales, on sales and marketing side. Really, really interesting. Um, now, one one thing that we like to do here on the bus stop is 
you know, at, at this point, you've now intersected with the uh, student transportation. So you're part of the student transportation world, Robert. Um, and we, we yeah. like to, you know, think about that and put it in context. And uh, I, I guess the question for you is kind of, you know, tell us a little bit about your background, what led you to Ingevity, and then how you kind of landed here in, in the school bus world. Well, I, I've been um, in, well, so to give you give you 30 years and 30 seconds, um, I started off in um, uh, investment banking and did mergers and acquisitions in a firm called Lazard, went into private equity, um, I started a private equity firm, and then I started a company called VNG, which stood for Vehicle Natural Gas. We were doing compressed natural gas, fuel dispensing for light-duty vehicles, um, uh, and uh, we were, we were um, uh uh, our primary uh, customer, or one of our exclusive customers, was AT&T. We had a very strong relationship with uh, with General Motors, and we were uh, installing compressed natural gas fuel systems and dispensing systems inside retail gasoline stations. And I saw up close and personal over that almost decade um, uh, how challenging uh, CNG um, uh, can be. And in certain situations, CNG is absolutely the right answer. Um, the the right the right solution and platform, but you know it takes it it takes um, a, a fleet to um, uh, convert a significant number of vehicles over to have it make sense, and it takes a um, uh, a large capex for the station itself. And so you know when when I after VNG I'd come across Ingevity and their what was then called the Adorb Natural Gas Vehicle Product of uh, their program um, really was more of a product at that point. And it's since been um, rebranded as New Fuel, and um, there was a lot of overlap between my experience and also, you know, uh, scars and PTSD of uh, CNG fuel dispensing and and that um and that experience. But you know, the the lighter capital, um, the the lower capital intensity, um, and the better value proposition from an economic and sustainability perspective. I was very interested in what they were doing at Endevity, and they were they were looking for somebody who had the um, sort of the commercial and strategic experience. And it was actually a very good fit and very seamless. Um, it sort of happened within six months of my um, uh, as I was as I was uh, leaving VNG, joined Endevity probably in 2018 2019, and um, I've been there have been there ever since, and we've made a lot of headway ever since. Yeah, really, really interesting. I'm just going to do a quick follow up on that, Robert. So when when you were at the you know VNG, did you um, were you aware of this you know vast uh, segment of student transportation that was out there, or was it more when you got into um, Ingevity that that you kind of were exposed to, to student transportation? Of very aware of student transportation, but also recognized that there were certain challenges around it. And there were other challenges that we were facing around CNG infrastructure in general. CNG infrastructure, um, we had about seven or so stations um, uh, inside existing gasoline stations, you know, your Valero, your BP, et, et cetera. And um, those are all million dollar stations. And that created those challenges for all fleets, not only school bus fleets. What mm -hmm. was so interesting about the, about the, the new fuel platform is that the fueling, it, number one, it's low pressure, which I'll get into in just a little bit. But that allows that unlocks the 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 capital the capital needs, um, and therefore reduces the capital needs significantly. 
And our carbon, our activated carbon inside our fuel tank really likes slow fill, uh, time fill, or, you know, a, um, uh, not a fast fill because the carbon needs to absorb the natural gas uh, molecules, which again, I'll get into later. And school buses are ideal for that. And so, you know, it became so apparent to us um, after about two years of, uh, of commercializing successfully the light duty truck platform that school buses had, um, had even a greater need and a greater, and a greater opportunity, especially for the in-place diesel, um, diesel school buses that would be on the road mm-hmm. for the next 5, 10, 20 years. Right, right. Now, uh, you know, folks who obviously heard William's presentation um, at our AMC uh, may have heard this before, but, um, you know, I'd like to go over it again, you know, on the podcast, and that's, you know, Ingevity School Bus Solution. Um, so can you talk about Cal Ford Bus and Demi New Fuel Systems? Yeah, sure. No, no. So uh, absolutely. So um, Endeavity has a strategic relationship with a company called American CNG. Um, we are actually an investor in the company, so it's a very tight strategic relationship. And in combination with American CNG, uh, we provide a low-pressure natural gas and low-cost fueling solution for in-use diesel vehicles. That is really important because those in-use, ve- in-use diesel vehicles have a very limited or really no option other than to cycle them out and to buy new vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, which is uh, which has a you know a more more um, uh, significant capital cost and impact to budget. Uh, the system is the demi neutral system is is what the sort of technical term and what it what we what we use. But we also branded it as the cow fart bus because of the use of renewable natural gas, which is a game changer from a couple of perspectives, particularly around the sustainability, but also the chance for fleets to participate. In the in the RNG economic or renewable natural gas economics, and you know, Cal Fart Bus has a you know we're dealing with school systems, um, uh, school districts, you know this whole this whole student uh, transportation world. It has a schoolhouse rock type of marketing to it, and helps us break through the noise. Um, what we really um, focus on on the platform is that it significantly reduces both the fuel costs and the emissions without vehicle compromise. It is the only viable solution for in-service uh, diesel vehicles. Um, a little bit about how the system works, if that's helpful uh, for the for the uh, for you and the audience. You know, we use a low pressure because of our activated carbon, um, a 900 PSI system versus the conventional CNG high pressure of 3600 PSI. You know, the same way the activated carbon in the gasoline vehicle attracts the gasoline molecules, it attracts natural gas molecules as well, or renewable natural gas molecules. Our activated carbon is in the middle of our natural gas or renewable natural gas fuel tank and attracts those molecules to the center of the tank, away from the inner walls of the of the natural gas fuel tank, where it's exerting pressure out and transforming the the the, the pressure environment inside the tank from a high pressure to a low pressure 900 PSI. Okay, so why is pressure so important? This is why. It enables the use of a small and low-cost fueling appliance that only costs $2,500. Now, that's versus conventional CNV of $500,000 to $1 million or more types of capital expenditure requirements of CNG fueling systems, and you can do it on a bus-by-bus basis. You don't need to make the full commitment, put your neck out there, and 
convert your entire fleet to make the million dollar CapEx make sense and to have enough to have sufficient renewable natural gas or natural gas offtake. And in addition to using um, or providing this low cost fueling with the use of natural gas, the, the new fuel program, the platform, we've created the opportunity for fleets to seamlessly use renewable natural gas or RNG to not only leverage the optimal environmental benefit of RNG, which is a, essentially an ultra clean, low or no carbon fuel, so it's a zero carbon fuel pathway, but there's also the opportunity for the fleet to participate in the RNG economic. So, the, so if you think about it, the fleet is going from where they're paying diesel today, $4.50, $5, you know, wherever they are, down right. to what their natural gas um, off the utility line at their facility, what they're paying for, which is probably about a dollar, dollar or so a gallon. And then on top of that, participate with another 10, 20, 30 cents in um, the cost of uh, in the R&D economics. So now they're at sub a dollar per gallon uh, relative to where they were with um, with uh, um, straight diesel. And, mm-hmm. you know, so this is a really important part of the value proposition. And I think from our from uh, from our perspective, and I think the market shares this, we have a leading economic proposition for the fleets in reducing the fuel costs, as I described. The vehicle conversion costs are only twelve thousand um, twelve thousand five hundred is the is the conversion of the upfit cost for the vehicle. The appliance is twenty five hundred dollars, and the kicker is the RNG economics that are on top of it. So this allows for um, a five year or better payback or the opportunity for a five-year or better payback, and a 15% internal rate of return, or IRR. That is very, very unusual in the alternative um, uh, vehicle world, especially when you're talking about school buses. So that's the economic value proposition. On the sustainability side, we're very focused on on greenhouse gas emissions and making sure that we can support the schools and the school districts um, in their in their support and their commitment for um, uh, for reduction in greenhouse gas emissions and give them an op- an option outside of just electrifi- electrification. Um, as I mentioned, RNG as a um, as an ultra clean, uh, low or no uh, carbon carbon type fuel. Um, it's you know as I described the economics around RNG makes it more than affordable, more than cost-effective. It actually is a reduction in fuel operating costs as a result. And R&D reduces greenhouse gas emissions, I'll give you the uh, the actual numbers here, um, by 80% to 125% of greenhouse greenhouse gases, plus it reduces naturally just by the use of natural gas, NOx, and, and particulate matter. This outperforms by far the um, uh, both the electric bus and propane, and if you think about the twelve thousand five hundred for just the upfit of the bus versus what a new bus or new electric bus will cost you, you can have multiples of this type of value proposition on a on a just on an apples to apples basis in terms of the cost of the um, in terms of the cost of the uh, of the system. Yeah. Um, so first thing, lots to unpack there, Robert. That's the first thing. But dynamite drop in on Schoolhouse Rock at the initial uh, point of answering that question. Although I think probably some of our viewers may have to um, kind of Google search that to to see what it what it was. 
um, back in the day, but I just remember I'm just oh, a yeah, middle. Oh, yeah, I may be dating myself. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but by the yeah, way, you know, uh, we weren't too sure if Cal Farfus would be, would be, would work internally in Ingevity or even at the board of directors level, but mm-hmm. everybody really embraced it. And um, it really differentiates, um, you know, who we are and what we're doing and sends an implicit message uh, um, that um, this is all about renewable natural gas which is what it's sort of in, intended to um, uh, imply. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, um, one quick follow-up question on, on that. And, it, it, you know, our operators are getting inundated with information about uh, electric uh, vehicles. Uh, and, and I guess the one question, I'm, and I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of our operators by asking this question, is one thing where, you know, we've looked at the, the program in its entirety and can see that there's a lot of benefit to electrification of school buses. But I think on the other side, to be fair, there are concerns about its widespread application, you know, over the entire breadth of 480,000 school buses, you know, across um, the United States. What are your thoughts about, um, you know, the new fuel uh, technology and its uh, applicability across all regions and climates and, and those kind of things that operators have to think about? Well, you know, um, uh, I've been in the alternative vehicle, alternative, alternative fuel um, technology world for, you know, over a decade. And what people need to come to terms with, hopefully they will come to terms with, that there's no there's no silver bullet. There's no perfect solution. Everything right. has its deficiency. Everything has its flaw. And uh, therefore, what is, I think, so what should be so appealing to school bus fleets is that we are managing a problem, which is in-service diesel buses. Those legacy assets will be in place for a period of time and an ex- most likely an extended period of time. It leaves the it leaves the fleet with the opportunity to explore with new vehicle purchases any other technology and to find the right technology that works for them. Um, you know, there's there are there are rural routes, um, there are um, uh, cold climate routes, um, and then there are sort of inner city routes. You know, we work we work right. in all of those equally well. Um, we have Eagle County, Colorado, as one of our pilot programs. Uh, Palmer bus as one of our as one of our pilot programs there in Minnesota and uh, you know so and we have South Carolina pilot programs so we have in terms of climate and uh, and topography um, we 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 run we run the gamut but it, it, it should be a portfolio of solutions and that's what we that's what we support and accommodate by addressing a market or a segment of market that has really no viable or is very limited viable uh, set of solutions. Um, and these vehicles could be running for the next, you know, 10 to 20 years and gives them the, um, gives the fleet the opportunity to explore um, other, other, other solutions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, once again, our guest at NSTA, the bus stop, Robert Friedman, he's managing director, new fuel program over at new NSTA vendor partner member, Ingevity. Robert, where can our listeners learn a little bit more about what you all do at Ingevity and and especially about the Calport bus? Uh, yes, yeah, sure. Well, um, uh, you know, 
in terms of in terms of um, uh, who they can reach out to, myself, um, uh, Robert.Friedman at Ingevity.com, or my my colleague um, who's on who's uh, on this as well, William Sapon, uh, William.Sapon, S-A-P-O-N at Ingevity.com. Uh, either one of us. Uh, you could also go to uh, CalcartBus.com. Uh, you can get to us that way. Um, and uh, we welcome the opportunity to uh, to speak to you. Um, you know, in total right now, the demi the demi neutral platform and the new and the new fuel platform as far as gasoline and uh, and gasoline vehicles like the pickup trucks and the um, and the and the um, uh, cow fart bus, we have about 25 fleets using our system. Um, uh, we have about a half dozen school districts and third party school bus operators, uh, such as you know just to name a few for you, you know, state of uh, South Carolina Palmer Bus, as I mentioned, Orange Grove Charter School, and others. Um, Orange Grove was using it for about three months, and they they transitioned to a um, uh, a major, uh, conversion of, of a of a majority of of their fleet. Um, and that pilot program, we're offering this pilot program uh, at a no cost basis to fleets because we believe that this is such a compelling um, um, uh, solution, and um, without any vehicle compromise, that this is this makes this makes a lot of sense. Um, therefore, we're willing to take the bet and uh, provide that provide a free uh, a free pilot program or a no cost a no cost pilot program. Um, you know, in thinking about whether a, whether a fleet would want to do this or not, you know, it's important to recognize there is no compromise for the fleet um, as it relates to the fleet operations, fleet productivity, or the vehicle. These are dual fuel vehicles, so they're still running with a conventional full diesel tank as well as a renewable natural gas tank. Um, so there's no range anxiety. Um, it supports fleet productivity because you're doing the fueling in, uh, overnight and the driver walks in with a full tank of renewable natural gas the next morning. And there's no compromise in the vehicle performance. Actually, performance is better because the high octane of, of, uh, of, of renewable natural gas, natural gas. Um, residual, no compromise residual value. Um, our system has a 15-year life, so it's transferable. I mean, we put these on, we could put these on, and we put these on in a weekend um, uh, in terms of installing and upfitting, upfitting the vehicle. So we're not, we're not taking vehicles um, at a service end to really any extent. So yeah. I hope this was, I hope that was helpful um, description for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of great information, Robert. Um, once again, our guest at NSTA, the bus stop, Robert Friedman, Managing Director of New Fuel Program over at Ingevity. Robert, thanks for your support at the uh, conference. A lot of great information. I'm sure we'll be talking to you down the line. Oh, uh, thank you very much. Really appreciate the time.